Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
it's these moments that are harder because it's so easy just to ignore these hushed murmurs and power through for a while. And basically, you seem to be okay, but all the way somewhere in you, you know things aren't okay. I just feel like I don't always know what to do about it. How is it that you can feel that things aren't quite right as they should be, perhaps in your life, but you feel stuck in not being able to get things back on track? Well, thankfully, I am pretty darn optimistic that my guest today is going to help me figure this out. This week, Morning Moments is going intercontinental from across the Atlantic, straight from the UK, perhaps with a belly full of bangers and mash. My guest today is Joe Hoare, laughing yogi, laughter coach, speaker, and author of The Holistic Workspace and Awakening the Laughing Buddha Within, which he co-authored with The Barefoot Doctor. Over the last 30 years, Joe has helped individuals, teams, and organizations rediscover their zest for life. And in so doing, boost their health, happiness, and performance. His clients have ranged from international blue-chip companies such as Kraft and Continental Airlines to universities and colleges to charities like Oxfam and institutions in the healthcare sector. His work has appeared on the BBC, the Discovery Health Channel, and in the Sunday Times, among many others. But to me, he is quite simply, possibly the most genuinely joyful and joy-filled man I have ever had the pleasure to meet. Joe, welcome to the show. (laughs) Maya, I'm here. I'm so thrilled that you're here. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> under the circumstances, Maya, I'm incredibly well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and so am uh, I, because you made it all the way across the Atlantic. Yes, yes. And I say under the circumstances because I've been having the most, <laughs> I've been having the, the most um, uh, taxing um, the technological problems. Um, uh, my computer and my email and uh, uh, and my internet service provider and all these things that we kind of take for granted in life nowadays. You know, we just expect to go there and expect to have them work. You know, and uh, and um, uh, and when they don't, of course, it's an absolute, it's a nightmare. So, so we're so dependent moment, on I, technology. Well, we're well, so well, dependent well, we now. I know. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, and so, um, you know, con- considering, yeah, and I, and, <laughs> and I've just bought a new, uh, um, uh, uh, um, a, a new laptop to get all my technology and, and, and complete, uh, and, and I brought it back. And the first thing that's happened is that is there's a is, is there's a mega glitch with my email, and so you know, uh, uh, just sort of breathing deeply, you know, doing all the smiling practices. Uh, da, da, da. But but other other than these sorts of you know these these these, these minor life irritations, um, in spirit I'm extremely well, thank you, Maya, and I'm very I'm very glad to be talking to you. Oh, me too, and thank goodness you have a sense of humor with all of your technological difficulties. <laughs> well, I know. Yes, yes. There we go. There we go. Um. So listen, Joe, you you have now, speaking of humor and laughter, you have built this wonderful career as a laughter coach uh, or laughing yogi. 
Has laughter, I mean, you are the most wonderful laugher, if I can say that. Has laughter always been a part of your life? Yeah, in, in a funny way, I, I think it has, although it has nothing to do um, no, uh, um, ostensibly with my first career, because my first career was um, was actually sort of uh, was managing forest operations. Um, but what actually that meant um, was uh, I had teams that I was responsible for and who were who were responsible to me. And so, um, no, I had a I had a very definite professional interest in what makes people tick. Um, um, uh, and after a while, uh, because I'm you know I'm <laughs> I'm an incredibly quick learner. My it only took me twenty years. To realise that you don't get much <laughs> from trees, <laughs> but uh, compared to people, <laughs> um, when that penny had finally had finally dropped, um, um, uh, I know I just became uh, just became, and I'd always been interested in the you know, in the cause in the communication side of the uh, forest industry and the education and the, uh, and the training side. Um, uh, so you know, in, in a way, the the connecting thread you see um, is the people and what makes us tick, and and, and how we communicate, um, and how we can be how we can be well, um, because you know, when we are well, then that's when you know, our relationships go well. Um, you know, um, uh, you know, we perform well at whatever it is that we're doing. So it all you no, know, it, it it all starts with. Um, no, with personal wellness, as I'm sure you would agree too. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, what was it that actually brought you specifically to the practice of laughter as a way of uh, being well? Was there an experience or a moment? What was it that brought you specifically to that area? Uh, well, um, uh, it's Before I started on my actual sort of laughter career, the immediate um, um, activities I was um, involved in um, were, uh, first of all, um, stress management um, and um, uh, freeing your natural voice. Um, uh, and both in, in sort of stress management, because this was a way back in the, in the 1990s, and in sort of freeing your natural voice. Um, uh, laughter, uh, so laughter is <clears throat> extremely effective. Um, 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 in stress management, it's you know um, it's good because it's um, uh, it's as they say induces muscular relaxation. I our bodies relax um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, when we laugh, and then sort of freeing your natural voice because our whole body. Um, is our vocal resonators not just not just our throat is our whole body so the more relaxed you can get your your body the better what i used to find was in these sessions just by you know just by <laughs> just by being you know, sort of lighthearted and playful and sort of fairly um, fairly spontaneous and you know and giving people space just to be themselves a lot of a lot of laughter a lot of natural laughter would just would, would just genuinely happen and i really spontaneously well, spontaneously, exactly, exactly. And so I did realise um, that, no, if you know, given the given the right circumstances, given the, the um, a situation being held in the right way, then this this natural sort of genuine laughter, which comes from from that from that very deep and joyful place inside us, does just naturally well up. 
it just naturally happens. It, it, it genuinely and spontaneously just happens. Um, uh, and so I thought, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I think I want to. I think I want to pursue that a bit more. And so there was this kind of sort of shift um, over about sort of four or five years as I encountered as I encountered this sort of this natural laughter happening um, um, all the time in the sessions. Um, I thought actually, you know, maybe maybe there's maybe it's worth focusing just on the laughing bit. Um, and so, uh, and so uh, that's what I did. So, so, so it was a kind of sort of progression, um, um, uh, rather than an actual, I know, um, aha moment when it when it came to uh, uh, sort of the the start of my laughing career. Yeah. Okay. Now, Joel, I mean, I, I in my introduction, I described my impression of you as this incredibly joyful and joy-filled person um, who seems to be perpetually cheery and optimistic. Are you really? <laughs> I mean, it almost seems impossible to be like that all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good question, that Maya. I mean, you know, we did have a, we did have a very jolly time back in um, uh, back in Philadelphia, and okay, in my own life, you see, um, uh, uh, you know, I've had so I've hit the wall a few times, so mm-hmm. um, and I find that by having hit the wall a few times and come out the other side, um, uh, and I can sort of face. Uh, uh, Okay, I faced all my own fears. I faced my greatest fears in life, uh, and they were around um, um, uh, uh, losing all my um, all, all my money, in particular, all my inherited money, right? Mm. Um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and so, cause when when you really focus on something, that's what you that, that's what you make happen. And so, I made that happen. And I then discovered that there's you no know, that, that that there's life the other side, and there's this wonderful expression, wonderful quotation from someone: um, uh, uh, "Life tastes uh, bread tastes good you know, the, the, w- w- when you earn it." Yeah. And so there's something yes. about you know yeah. it's very it, it's a very sort of different feel to life when you're you know when you're sort of making your own fresh way as opposed to you know, sort of, uh, uh, carrying things from the past. Um, absolutely. Uh, so, absolutely. Um, um, so one thing that well, no, one thing that I always encourage people to do is to is to just to face what's going on, you know, because um, uh, and what I find just going back to your question about you know is, is the <laughs> is it sort of uh, uh, am I like this all the time? Well, it's it's kind <laughs> of more and more my, my more and more more and more my default setting. The only time you know the, the stuff happens, you know, I, I had you know uh, stuff happens. You know. um, but what I find is uh, by ha- having used the kind of those sort of smiling and laughing practice that, that, that I encourage us all to that, that I teach basically. I find the, the more we use them, the more they can become second nature. So, so they become the kind of default. Um, um, and so, you know, the stuff happens, and you know, the <laughs> like technological frustrations, and you know, and this and that, and uh, and all the pain and grief and all the stuff that happens in life. You know, um, uh, 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 it, it's all you know, it can, can all be acknowledged, but it can, but but we can. Uh, and I do, and and uh, and I've seen others sort of do this. We can sort of, we can tweak our default setting to be um, a more optimistic and joyful one. So that's sort of how you choose to react 
to even situations that are hard um, or more difficult? Well, yes. Um, <clears throat> um, uh, but <laughs> basically, yes. Um, now, there's a great thing, you know, um, you will come across as I know. That it, it's uh, to get on top of any practice, you've got to, you know, <clears throat> you've got to put in your ten thousand hours, right? Um, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, basically, what that's saying is you don't have to you know, sort of, sort of, you know, sort of clock wash every hour, but you've got to do whatever your practice is. Right. And um, this is drawn very much, though, know, from the uh, uh, from some uh, from meditation practices. Um, uh, uh, when you put when you put that degree of attention, that degree of focus, and that degree of sort of consistency um, uh, into a practice, it then just becomes second nature. Now, our, our, our brain actually sort of physically and uh, immeasurably sort of uh, uh, changes, um, but also mm-hmm. means that uh, the, the way the way we we, we respond to life um, the, the changes because we've just we've just sort of wired our consciousness differently, and so um, um, so it's all so it's possible for all of us. Uh, you know, to um, uh, to learn to become more upbeat and uh, and optimistic and positive, um, and you know, and and joyful and you know, and playful, Maya. You know, I seem to remember we had we we had lots of moments of playfulness all of us from uh, back in Philadelphia. You know. Absolutely. Joe, I just want to go back to something that you said. Um, you said that if yes. you focus on something, you make it happen. Can you just explain what yeah. you meant by that? Uh, uh, well, there's that there's that saying, isn't there? Energy goes where attention goes. So if you really focus on something, that's you know, you're then you're then sort of setting that up to be a magnet. Um, uh, it's a whole kind of sort of, sort of um, uh, in this way. It's this sort of law of, law of attraction thing. Whatever we really focus on, that's the dominant thing. So if, if we're really anxious. You know, and some people are really anxious, and some people are really so sort of fearful. There's one person I knew, um, <clears throat> and he was, you know, he was very sort of nervous and very fearful, and he always had, you know, he, he, he was always almost getting into scrapes. You know, if there mm-hmm. are people, you know, if he went, went to a sort of new place, sort of got off the bus, if there's someone who was a bit, you know, um, the, a, 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 a bit troubled, a bit, you know, a bit sort of edgy, then. Yeah, they always make a beeline for this particular person. So, you know, yep. and other people, you know, well, the opposite end of the spectrum. Think of someone like, you know, um, uh, like the Dalai Lama, who focuses on on, on joy and joyfulness. Um, uh, you know, uh, and um, uh, 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 and people have that kind of experience around him all the time. So there is this thing. Um, uh, in my own life, the first thing I really focused on in a big way was um, uh, um, my fear of um, uh, of sleep, of, of not being able, to, um, being sleep deprived, um, and so uh, mm. um, uh, and that, and that. Oh, Joe, we seem to have lost you. Oh, really? Oh, hello. No, we're okay. We're good. We're good. Oh right, yes. Ah, <laughs> um, um, uh, 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 technology. <laughs> Tec- Carry on. You were talking about technology. Oh, um, um, you were talking uh, about uh, um, your fear of sleep or not being able to sleep. Yeah, and not being able to sleep. And so I got myself so well that, that I then wasn't. Uh, I had about eighteen. 
months of insomnia. Um, uh, uh, oh my God! Uh, and uh, well, I know it's hell. If, if you know anybody who's uh, you know, if you haven't had insomnia, don't, because you know those of us <laughs> who have had insomnia know it, 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 it's 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 just hell. You know, it's it, you know your whole it can life destroy your life. To come yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So, and it was very clear to me that, that that happened because I had such a thing about it. And I see with clients as well, you know, when they come to me, um, you know, uh, oh, you know, there's, there's, when they're really focused on you know, one who's sort of, um, reason they were sort of really, you know, they, they were really sort of stuck in their head and they were really sort of going, so they were like a hamster. They're going round and round and round with their particular, um, uh, 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 their particular issue. And so they were drawing, you know, they, they were drawing a great deal, just so much tension into, into their lives. Um, uh, uh, and uh, <clears throat> uh, and as soon as you know, and as soon as uh, in this particular case, as soon, uh, as, soon as they started to to, to just approach the, the, their situa- situation differently then um, <clears throat> all the kinds of um, problems that, that they had been having just started to slip away. But you must have found this. You must find, you know, that, you know when we really focus on something, that, that's what we draw into our life. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm actually curious with your insomnia, you know, you sort of say that you almost self-perpetuated it because you were so anxious yep. about it. How did you break yep. out of that cycle? Oh, I know. Oh, my goodness me. <clears throat> um, see, uh, when I had my insomnia, uh, I knew nothing about any kind of, um, sort of relaxation technique or self-help technique or breathing technique or anything like that. Um, uh, I was like, well, I, you know, I, was like, I was like a babe in the woods. Um, okay. Uh, 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 and a number of things happened. First of all, I found that actually that 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 that, um, um, that I could still cope, even if I was massively sleep deprived. I could still I, I could still cope, and uh, and that helped, right? Um, mm-hmm. So re- realizing that that my fear was just a squeaky mouse rather than rather than a big monster, I thought I simply wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to, you know, wouldn't be able to, to do my job and all that. And I found that I could. So so there was that. On the so way, getting some perspective. Well, yes. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, and then in terms of practical techniques, I, find, uh, I, I discovered physical relaxation. I, fi- I discovered, for example, that, uh, um, <clears throat> that if I woke up, if, if, if I really sort of, uh, if I squeezed my shoulders, if I gave my shoulders a bit of a, sh- a, bit of a massage, um, then, then, then somehow, somehow within uh, sort of, uh, 10 minutes or so, um, uh, I'd be back asleep, and I just, you know, so um, um, I find the physical relaxation bit that's really helpful. Um, um, I find it really helpful, I've, uh, and I see other people finding it uh, 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 really helpful. The other thing, of course, that I, I know now, and which is why I, I never have insomnia, is first of all, if I do wake in the night, but, um, uh, I, I never try and go back to sleep. Okay. <laughs> I just relax. Yeah, yeah. And I and I, I, and I sort of teach others that if you if you wake up in the night you're a bit oh this or the other don't worry about going back to sleep just relax. Just relax. And let let it happen. Uh, and, uh, and then it happens. Don't even think about it. Just relax. Um, 
Because the other big big technique that, that I'm sure so you uh, know and use lots as well is though is breathing for relaxation. Just lie and yeah. breathe. Just breathe. You know. Mm-hmm. And when we breathe, and so instead of putting our so instead of putting our uh, um, attention on oh trying to go back to sleep, we put it back. Uh, we can put our attention on breathing and relaxing. Um, and the thing is, when you're breathing and relaxing in the middle of the night, now our whole system is geared up to to being asleep because that's you know that, that that's rhythmically that that's what it's wanting to do. And so by right. breathing and relaxing. I, I just find it fantastic, and I, 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 and I hear other people. You know, it, uh, I get sort of feedback from other people all the time um, on, on, on how effective that sort of simple uh, the technique is. So um, don't forget to breathe. <laughs> excellent, excellent life <laughs> advice. Absolutely. Listen, Joe. Earlier, you mentioned uh, you mentioned also the smiling mindset. Can you maybe explain yeah. what that means and what that is? Okay, now we're really getting to it. So the thing about all these, all, all, all these, of the laughing and smiling practices, whether it's so, um, um, no, in laughter yoga or the, my own brand, or natural laughter skills, or whether it's in um, uh, laughter therapy or sort of laughter meditation. The thing is, um, the thing to remember uh, is that at its deepest level, um, the the smiling and the laughing. Um, they are not the end game. They are not the destination. The purpose of the of, of the smiling and laughing is to help us access a particular frame of mind, state of being, state of consciousness, right? Um, and so okay. the smiling and laughing, are, they are a way of traveling. They are not the destination, right? Um, um, okay. and, and the destination, you see, is more is about the return to joyfulness, Getting back right. in touch with that kind of sort of yes quality in our life, mm-hmm. um, um, uh, and we can use things that we can use sort of these uh, sort of, uh, smiling and laughing practices as a way of accessing that. So the smiling mindset um, uh, uh, is, among other things, um, looking to make our sort of uh, our default approach to life a smiling one, right? Yes. Uh, uh, and it's just, you know, life's better when, <laughs> you know, life, life's better when we're smiling, <laughs> you know. Um, it you sure know, is. No matter what's going <laughs> well, it, it just is, you know, it just is. Um, and I had an example yesterday. Um, I was just sort of wondering, uh, I, 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 in a car park, and uh, I was just, you know, just wandering back to my car, and I saw this. This person sort of walking towards me. And I was feeling, I was feeling sort of pretty, sort of perky or whatever. And I sort of, um, uh, I started to smile. And I thought, oh, I better not smile too much because uh, you know, just, um, um, but but I felt it. So I was emanating a smiling vibe, right? Okay. Um, and blow me down um, uh, as, as this guy approached. He gave me, he gave me sort of a, a, a nice big smile, right? Um, and I know it was triggered because, but uh, I. Triggered by my own sort of my own little my own little smile and the um, uh, uh, and the vibe I was um, uh, emitting, um, uh, but uh, and the smiling mindset you see means that you know, uh, with practice you you, you, know, you focus on smiling as a vibration uh, as a way no as an invisible communication right 
like so yes. the milk of human kindness, if you like. So, um, uh, you know, the whole way you can sm- you can you can smile on the inside is a kind yes. of the, the inner smile that you that you that you radiate out. So that's the smiling mindset you see. I find it so interesting that you talk about it as um, a vibration that communicates. I, I've definitely had the same experience regularly um, where it's there's almost this contagion to it. And it's interesting, you know, I, I find myself sort of feeling like that and, and, you know, smiling and being joyful with, you know, strangers, whether it's someone you pass on the street or a cashier in a grocery store. And their reaction... Yep. Um, is always it mirrors it, but there's also what's always interesting is there's almost like an element of um, joyful surprise because it's not the natural way for everybody. I know, I know. And when you think about it, isn't that bonkers? It's terrible. <laughs> it's it's so bad. Wonderful. <laughs> yes, I know exactly. Yes, I mean, <clears throat> one of my sort of current catchphrases: "Be more dolphin." You know. Um, uh, <laughs> Apparently, they no, they use they use a greater percentage of their brains than than we do, right? Yeah. And so sort of, uh, they use sometimes or twice as much of their brains as we do. And then, uh, and what are the things? What are the what's the hallmark of dolphin behavior? What's the thing that you know, everybody always observes about dolphins? And, uh, and their beautiful laugh. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> And well, you know, uh, and uh, and I know that with the work you do too, you know, um, uh, getting people back in touch, and we get back in touch with that, with that kind of with that yes place in ourselves, then you know that then uh, joyfulness and lightheartedness and really sort of good natured connection and communication. Um, that it just happens, you know, and we, you know, uh, 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 no, and it is this vibrational thing. And people do pick up on it, and they do then, uh, they do then um, uh, respond in kind. They do then themselves pass it down the line. It's it, it's magic, isn't it? Just magic. It really, sure it really, really that. is. Why? Why do you think people struggle with that? Like, it seems as though they're, you know, I mean, you, I think, have a very special ability to sustain this kind of joyful zest for life, and whether that's come with practice or partly your innate nature or many factors. But for sure, many people struggle with that, struggle to find um, that sort of just innate joyfulness. They're stressed. They're unsatisfied. Why do you think it is? Do you think that there's something? socially going on in society that we're not valuing the right thing? What's your take on that? I think there are all kinds of layers of conditioning um, that that impose all kinds of of, of restrictions on our our natural natural joyfulness, you know, and it's it's different in in different cultures. And and, and the more heady uh, a culture is, the more intellectual um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a culture is then you know, the, then the, the more constraints that, that there seem to be on, uh, on on expressions of natural joyfulness. So you know, um, in, in the West, you know, um, um, the more the, the more you go down the the the, um, uh, the Puritan scale, right, then the mm-hmm. more constrained behaviour um, can be. Right? Uh, and when you go, when you go, you know, um, when you go to Asia, 
for example, no, expressions of natural uh, joyfulness in public, in large numbers, uh, in, in groups, um, is, is perfectly acceptable. It, it, it's kind of it, it, it's a cultural norm. <clears throat> so there are absolutely all um, um, very definite sort of, uh, as I you know, so, uh, uh, a culturalized sort of social and political and religious um, um, sort of preconditions, conditionings. That, that, that are sort of set on the individual that you know that uh, influence uh, how we are in relation to our natural joyfulness. Because the thing is, I'm sure you find this too. Whenever you you just, um, get people together, or just just, <clears throat> just an individual, when, when you're with someone and you're really in the presence, you're really in the moment with them, mm-hmm. uh, and you're and you're just focusing on on life right here, right now. <clears throat> um, and um, you, for example, one thing I'd do is uh, um, uh, invite them to <laughs> give themselves permission to enjoy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, and when that happens, you, know, you must have seen this. Sometimes, though, as soon as people give themselves permission to enjoy, you know, they start to lighten up straight away, right? Um, um, yeah, absolutely. It's, then, I've had that experience in leading laughter sessions with people who, for the first time, for people who have never done it before and people who are very yeah. hesitant and very reserved. And when they're in that situation and they uh, they give themselves permission to sort of let go and just play yep. and be joyful, you you see and feel there's something that opens up. It's, uh, you know, going back to what you said before, there's something magical that happens in that moment. Yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> um, one of the other things that, that happens besides that joyfulness, um, you know, so, so they start to feel good, you know, and, and they enjoy more. No, so they... They communicate that a bit, so of course you you, you do get that whole contagiousness bit, <clears throat> and there's all the science behind it. But we can sort of talk about that kind of thing, <clears throat> sort of, uh, 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 later. Um, um, but the other thing that happens, of course, when people when we are really enjoying, when we really are enjoying, just sort of uh, <laughs> um, enjoying this space, what it actually means is that we're being very present. Yes. Um, and being present, of course, is that, that actually is the heart of mindfulness. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, really just uh, being focused and being aware and um, um, being present to what is actually going on right here, right now. So we're not in our heads. So we're not sort of, you know, fretting about the, the future or, or, or tearing over the, uh, uh, chewing over the past. We're just focused on what's going on right here, right now. Um, and that's why. Yeah, uh, you know, so laughter practices are incredible. They are very powerful mindfulness practices. Um, and yeah. the reason why mindfulness is so great, as we know, is, of course, by bringing our attention into the moment, um, 99.99% of the time what's happening in the moment is fantastic. Right? Unless right. we're actually in pain or suffering, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. Um, uh, and so, uh, and given that life is whatever's happening in the moment, it means that life is great. Um, uh, and, you know, and it's just, ah, you know, Maya, it's great. <laughs> it is great. It is great. You know, it makes me, it makes me think great. about what you were saying about cultural differences. You know, in the West, 
you know, in the developed world, uh, for sure, we're, we're yep. always in the future, aren't we? We're like, we're planning for the future. What, you know, how can yep. I make more money to buy a bigger house, uh, to yep. get that promotion, to where yep. am I going to find my husband, and am I going to have kids, and all the rest. We're like so far in the future all the time, and we, we value that, and we foster that even with our kids. Um, whereas yep. I think you're absolutely right. If you look at other places in the world, uh, life is about what life is right now, which is kind of what matters. Yes. <clears throat> uh, and there's a difference, you see, that, that between, living, b- between living for the moment and living in the moment. And, uh, and I think in a lot of people's minds, particularly here in the West, there's confusion about that. People often think that if you're living in the moment, you're just sort of living hedonistically just sort of gratifying yeah. your senses, you yes, know, yes. Um, yeah. like, like um, where actually sort of, sort of living in the moment means just being incredibly aware of what's going on right here, right now. Um, being present, uh, yeah. Um, in this present moment. And one of the things that happens um, um, invariably, and the more you practice sort of being in, in the moment, the more, uh, the more strongly this happens, is it activates it activates intuition, and so um, uh, people we become more aware of sort of uh, what it is we need to do next. So it helps us. It helps us, for example, in very practical ways. I find doing things like sort of prioritizing and uh, and time management and communicating, um, <clears throat> because we're really in touch with with, with that kind of knowing side of ourselves, right? Um, uh, mm-hmm. And our knowing side is our knowing side that actually you know, that, that helps us, you know, that, that helps us nudge us towards doing the most important things next. Um, and so, in, in a funny way, um, we've become much, you know, we've become much more effective by really focusing on the moment. Um, uh, and it's a kind of, it's a kind of uh, apparent paradox. You often think, oh, my God, to, to, to do things better in the future, I had to plan for the future and this, that, and the other. <clears throat> well, actually, by far the best way to do any kind of sort of planning and thinking about the future is to really, it's a really practice being present. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Because, you know, because that then, allows, that then allows our intuition to speak to us. It, it allows our intuition, which is actually speaking to us all the time, it allows us to hear what our intuition is saying. Um, um, uh, and um, <clears throat> so, um, um, uh, you know, so that's yeah, you know, that, that's why that yeah, that's one of the other reasons why you know, why you know, smiling practice and laughing practice are just are just sort of so fantastic. They are actually the, the potentially they are really deep and really effective uh, uh, practices, and uh, um, we just have to get. Over the idea that you know that um, uh, smiling, laughing is all, is all about the, <laughs> the kind of you know happy, clapping, da da da, having a good time, da da da, and then then, then go back to work <clears throat> uh, uh, kind of thing. But actually, <laughs> you know, um, but, but actually, when we when we really um, sort of reconfigure our our sort of our consciousness, you know, when we really start start to re- relate to life in this um, uh, in this rather more um, relaxed and present. Kind of way, you know, it is, uh, it, it is more naturally joyful, and we are more naturally um, uh, effective because we're because we're much more in touch with, uh, with our intuition. And I'm sure I want to talk more about that, that too. Yeah. 
Absolutely, and you know, I, I in the, just before you came on the line with your your technical difficulties there, I, I was exactly talking about that. That um, when we speak about intuition and being more aware and being more in touch with um, our intuition and what's happening in the moment, I was talking about those moments in life where um, we feel sort of you know uncomfortable. If we talk about our mind and body connection. You kind of know that something's not right. You feel uncomfortable in your body, whether it is that your, you know, your breath isn't as easy or clear, or your body isn't feeling as good. You know that you're not where you should be somehow in life, but they're very subtle messages, and we don't always listen to them. I certainly can speak for myself that, you know, when there's stressful life events and they're really, really stressful, and my body caves in and. Uh, it's sort of screaming and I get sick, then I listen. But those more subtle things, if we don't stop to take time to listen to them, we miss things. We sort of power through and pretend everything's okay, even though we sort of know, as you say, instinctively or in our intuition that they're not okay. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. One, with listening to that, but then also to know what to do. And maybe that's actually why people ignore those signs, right, because they feel like they don't know what to do. So, okay, I just won't deal oh, with it. such a good point. Uh, yep. Is that? Yep. Oh. Do you want to oh. comment on that? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, yeah, a number of things. I, I know. I, I, I agree absolutely with what you're saying there. But first of all, no, um, when we start getting all these messages, so often they're inconvenient. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you know, they're I feel like you're talking to me about my life, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> telling us we have to live our life slightly differently. Um, and yep. actually, you know, maybe I, maybe I don't want to live my life differently. I just want this problem to go away. Right? But of course, it doesn't yep. like that, you know. <laughs> um, so it's an invitation to change. And of course, you know, in, in, in many ways, we are wired to resist change, right? So, so, um, so, so there's that, you know. Um, uh, and it's, so it's it can just, be scary. Of course, y- yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> um, uh, you know, every step into the unknown is it? Uh, you know, I know. Yeah, and the bigger the step, you know, um, the, the more scary, um, the, uh, the more scary it, it can be. <clears throat> but the other thing, I mean, there are a number of things. One um, is, of course, that um, um, uh, we're all survivors. Yeah. Yes. If we weren't all survivors, yeah. we, we, we wouldn't have made it this we wouldn't far. Wouldn't be here. <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's true. So, so step number one is, <laughs> is just give ourselves a little sort of pat on the shoulder for having having done so well so far. You know, um, uh, <clears throat> so we, we have dealt with this scariness in the past in some way or mm-hmm. other. You know, so we do actually have a, tra- a, a track record for uh, for, uh, for survival. Um, um, <clears throat> and the other thing. You know, the other thing, and this probably comes up in absolutely every single conversation um, with clients. I often say, and I just don't know what to do. Yes. And actually, yes. we always know what to do. We always know what to do. Right? What but do you mean by that? Just can't, well, we sometimes just don't see clearly what, it, what, what our next step is. Because all we can ever do is take the next step. So it's not mm-hmm. what we're going to be doing in 10 years' time. It's what, it's what our next step. Right next step is going to be um, uh, and actually we always um, all of us have all the information we need to know uh, 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 what our next step is uh, uh, the, 
what we are sometimes incredibly good at uh, is obscuring the picture with no sort of fears and worries and concerns and anxieties and what if and this and that. It means I have to do that. I have to give yes. it to something. What if, what if, what if, all, yeah. Exactly, <clears throat> but when you when you but I find you know I I find absolutely every single time as soon as people as soon as we start to um, to realise that actually we do know what the next step uh, and I find I you know my I do find absolutely every single time when people come and are a bit con- concerned you know maybe an existential crisis or they're not happy or they're just, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't take long, like maybe sort of sort of five minutes. Within ten minutes, you know, um, what what they will have revealed to themselves uh, uh, um, is the start of their next path. Because they always know, we always know, but sometimes we just need a little, a little hand to help us um, help us see it, or help us help us or hear the message. But we always know, um, <clears throat> and often it's something quite simple. Often, you know, um, it's just or do it's just remember. Can you give an example, Joe? Can you give an example uh, of a you know a situation with a client just to give our listeners an idea of what you're talking about? Yes, <clears throat> um, one person came to me, um, and uh, and she's she's on her happiness quest, right? Um, and she's mm-hmm. done lots of, sort of uh, positive psychology, and she um, she's she's actually sort of done. Um, uh, done the love course that that, uh, that I run, and she's done, uh, and she's immersed herself into doing good stuff, and you know, um, um, uh, she, she, but she wasn't happy. She wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Came along, um, and um, it was quite clear that um, um, she was very in her head. Okay. Uh, and uh, what she really enjoyed doing was actually sort of getting into her body and just just um, moving, moving more freely. And it turns out that when she was when she was young, she used to really enjoy um, sort of the, uh, ballet and dance. Okay. And so, <clears throat> just by introducing that little bit of sort of uh, increased physical awareness, um, uh, or, or uh, Okay, introducing um, a greater degree of um, uh, of awareness of the uh, of her as as a sort of physical being, not not just a thinking being, and just getting her back in touch with her sort of her, her physical expressiveness. Um, um, she just lit up. She lit up. She lit up like a candle. Um, <clears throat> and the thing <laughs> was, um, uh, um, uh, uh, these were all her own suggestions. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so um, she did know. So, uh, You're absolutely right. She did know what she, she needed know. to do. She did know. She she absolutely did know, but she couldn't see it because she was looking at you know, um, because you know, because of the way she was looking at, it, she couldn't see it. Right? But she mm-hmm. did know, um, uh, and it was so simple. Uh, <clears throat> um, and, I, uh, and so often is it, it, it's something so simple, just reminding ourselves of something you know, that we already know, and we're, and we're just overlooking. Because, you know, for whatever reason, um, but but she was, she she was a classic, <clears throat> and and, um, uh, and uh, it, was, it was all in her posture as well when she arrived. You know, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Sort of stooped posture, you know, and, and you know, and, and head forward, you know, oh, you know, sort of the real, the real sort of thinking head. <clears throat> as soon as she got back into, you know, into her uh, and started embracing her physicality as well as her, as well as her thinking, her posture changed. She became, you know, mm-hmm. she became uh, freer and more upright, and, and the quality of her movement changed. And she knew all this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. She knew all this because she was the one doing it. So I said, you know, just sort of, you know, just allow yourself sort of to move freely for a moment or two. You know, um, um, she tried. Mm-hmm. She went back into expressing all kinds of things in all kinds of ways that that she was used to, um, uh, and it, it all and it all came from within her. <clears throat> and all I did was just sort of help her see something. No. That was there all the time. All the time, absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's, that's a beautiful that's example. That's a beautiful like, example. Well, well, it, 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 it's lovely to see. It's often about sort of you no. Know, uh, we need to get out of our own way. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just and what, what's the consequence so, if we don't? What's the consequence of if we oh, don't well, do that? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the, uh, the, the least severe consequences in is simply be unhappy, right? <laughs> um, That's a pretty severe <laughs> consequence, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. <clears throat> the other end of the spectrum, maybe they're all sort of the same. No, no, no it's forgetful, basically. We become emotionally yeah. ill, we become sort of stunted or bitter, or we become sort of physically ill, we, we, we sort of get, get conditions, or, or, we, or we get sort of anxious uh, uh, and depressed, you know, <clears throat> all these things, all these kinds of things happen. Um, uh, we are putting ourselves up to these kinds of things where we really sort of regularly sort of practice our own natural joyfulness. Uh, and our, uh, and practicing uh, our natural joyfulness is the antidote to all these conditions, right? Um, and uh, we all we, have that we have some, Well, we do, we do. And the thing is, even you know, <clears throat> I was on to someone. Um, um, I was asked because actually, what is about the healing power of. So it's the healing power of sort of smiling practice or la- la- laughing practice. I want to. Uh, 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 was asked to go and sort of, uh, just spend a bit of time with um, with this guy uh, in a hospice, right? Um, and he was, you know, um, and he was, uh, he, he was close to the end of his uh, of his life when he uh, was a bit unhappy and a bit, a bit of sort of pain and you know, all these sort of <clears throat> uh, that kinds of things. Uh, and we had an hour together, and we, you know, we did a bit of this, we did a bit of that. And, and sort of the chuckle about this and uh, chuckle about that, <clears throat> um, and as it was, and sort of you know, just about uh, four days dead, you know, um, he, um, he, he died a day or two later. Um, however, she said he was in such good spirits. Okay. He was oh his life you now he, he oh he was experiencing something in the, in the sort of, sort of <clears throat> a last couple of days that you know, he simply hadn't been experiencing sort of for a very very long time. Uh, beforehand, <clears throat> and so, so the thing is, no matter what is going on in our life, um, if we're in touch with that with, with that joyfulness aspect, then whatever it is that's happening, um, uh, it goes as 
when somebody can't for us, no matter what mm-hmm. she in our life. Um, I, I was incredibly touched, incredibly moved um, when she uh, when she told me that because we're just sort of no here we're just sort of <laughs> we're just sort of sat and chatted and as much as we could just sort of fooled around a bit, you know. Um, uh, and done a little bit of breathing, a little, a little bit of relaxing, but we hadn't really, you no, know, sort of done anything. If you see what I mean, we just, we just had a really good time together, um, <clears throat> and sort of changed his spirit, as, 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 so he passed as, 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 on well. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. And that's why these kinds of practices. And the thing is, why just you know, I, I know we're sort of heading towards the last time. <clears throat> um, is also besides all this, you know, sort of. Sort of those, uh, metaphysical um, uh, stuff. There is actually hard science that pins this, um, <clears throat> uh, and um, you probably know this um, uh, this example as well. It comes from the field of positive psychology, and it, it's a mm-hmm. study that was done in 1988 by Professor. Yes, um, <clears throat> being psychologists, you know, psychologists like like <laughs> like to measure everything. Um, uh, um, uh, and uh, so, so they <laughs> so, so they had a group, um, and they the group into two, and the only prop the group was given was a pencil, right? And one group mm-hmm. in one group hold the pencil in their teeth with no lips, you know. So, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm now walking around uh, with uh, I'm biting my fingers if it's a, as if it's a pencil, so <laughs> teeth no okay. lips. The other group was uh, was asked to hold the pencil in their lips. Okay. So, uh, I went around to doing that. And then with those pencils held in those respective positions, they were then shown exactly the same series of Garfield cartoons. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, they were then asked to rate how funny they found the cartoons. And they were this, exactly the same cartoons. <clears throat> the group that had those in their teeth, in their teeth found those cartoons much funnier than the group that had those in their lips, no teeth. And the reason for that... Um, uh, is uh, holding holding a pencil in your teeth with no lips uh, um, is the facial position of a smile, right? Right. Uh, and actually, hold, holding holding a pencil in your lips with no teeth is the facial position of down at the mouth. <clears throat> so simply by having their face in the facial position of a smile, meant that they found that those exactly those same things much funnier, um, uh, because. So when uh, when our face is in the facial position of a smile, even if we're not thinking to our smile, must smile. And simply having our having our face in that position sends you know it sends a message to the brain, and our brain behaves as if it's a smile. And so it it you no know, it triggers all the, all, uh, all, all, all the uh, that it triggers. Um, uh, 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 and that's the hard side that under uh, underpins it. So all you ever need, if you want to improve your mood. I grab a pencil stick mm-hmm. in your teeth. Um, <laughs> really Fabulous. Is, I'm gonna do that uh, later today. But you're absolutely right, and there is there it is, the smiling the smiling mindset. Joe, I'm very sad to say that we're actually running out of time, but you're gonna to have to come back and talk to us again for sure. Um before we go though, if someone wanted to find out more about the work that you do or to be in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? Okay. Well um uh uh, uh, through my website, first of all, and my web and the website is my name, which is Joe Hoare. That's J O E H O A R E dot co dot uk. And also the website, you can, you can get um, uh, uh, you can get the uh, the book that I co-authored.
Bradford with the Bradford Doctor. It's called Awakening the Laughing Book with the Hubnut. I find out mm-hmm. as we've been discussing in, this, in our chat, you can know we, we can all stimulate these qualities in ourselves. And the thing about the book is it's part of science and medicine, and it's part of the ancient history, and it's part of this sort of personal story, and it's exercises. There are eight chapters with two exercises per chapter. Um, and it's all absolutely, it's incredibly practical. It's about how we do these things and a progressive set of exercises. Um, and, I, um, uh, <laughs> and when I don't have um, technological problems, Maya, he <laughs> um, <laughs> says, looking at his to emails. I'm always very happy to hear from people. I always reply, you know. And if, if I don't reply, he says, I'm going to bail it to the computer again. <laughs> it's just probably... It probably has to do more with technology than you, for sure. Yes. Listen, Joe, I will yes. actually make sure that I include your website information when I post the archived uh, downloadable uh, version of this episode, so we'll make sure that we have that information up there. But I just want to thank Lovely. you so very much. Uh, for taking the time to uh, to join us from so so far away, and for uh, helping us helping us be more dolphin. <laughs> yes, exactly, Maya. Fantastic. Um, um, uh, and while we're on, can I just c- congratulate you in your new role in the AATH? <laughs> well, sure. Thank you very much. You- you're the president, president elect. elect. Yes, yeah. elect exactly. Oh. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, oh, 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 what fantastic hand! How wonderful that! How wonderful that is for you, and how wonderful that will be for them. How lucky they are to have you, you know, um, uh, ready to uh, ready to uh, ready to be their president, Maya. It's fantastic. Thank you for your kind words, Joe. Listen, I wish you a wonderful, wonderful day, and I do hope to thank speak you. to you soon. You take Happy care. Maya. Okay, bye you bye. Too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. And may we all be more dolphin as we go on uh, with the rest of this weekend. You have been listening to Morning Moments with Maya, conversations of love and laughter on Blog Talk Radio. Join me next Sunday when I am going to sit down with André Ulrich, trainer, shifted coach, and author of Comment gérer les plaintes de ma clientèle. Yes, folks, elle est française. She is also an expert on graphic facilitation, using imagery to help individuals and groups advance towards their goals. That's right, doodling ain't just for dropouts. It could just change your life. Until then, I wish you a week of love and laughter, and remember, look for the good. It is all around. This is Maya, and I am out. Day job, but I feel so free, baby. I-